1: and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
3: We're live, pal. Hey, we're live, pal. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the A-Side Live Chat. I am, of course, your host, Jose Youngs at MAFighting.com. You may notice we are... 35 minutes later than usual and that is because i was at ufc fight island six media day and for whatever reason actually i know the reason uh the fighters were a little delayed brian ortega had just gotten out of bed he's trying to get on he's trying to get his sleep schedule on right so he he's he's awake all night and he sleeps all during the day basically so he's on point come fight night so he was basically half asleep had to pull him out of bed Korean Zombie had some issues with the translator uh, not being around for his virtual media day, but we got all that squared away. You can all go watch those videos after the A-side, but we are here nonetheless. And I'd said it a few times, and I'll say it again. There's been a few names that I've wanted to get on the A-side. I'm still checking off some of the people, uh, but I am still, of course, in Abu Dhabi. This is UFC Fight Island 6 fight week on Fight Island before the Brian Ortega Korean Zombie fight, which still won't happen. I'm not, I am not convinced because I believe in curses, but... Without further ado, one of this this guest I'm very excited to have on. Uh, she's worked for KSW. She's worked for Yahoo. She, I think she's worked for ESPN. She's worked at Bellator events. She's basically been everywhere MMA has been in the UK. She also happens to be a movie star. Jade Morris, <laughs> welcome to the show.
4: Hey, how you doing? I'm going to go with that movie star. Not true, but we're going to say it anyway. It's fun.
3: <laughs> well, we'll talk about it later, I'm sure. But Casey's also here on the ones and twos. Uh, Casey, you've met Jade I think in the past, but you've officially met again. Uh, She's in the UK. I'm in Abu Dhabi Casey is still up to good in Englewood But you guys know the drill you can ask any question you want. I guarantee you most will be fight related Some of them might (laughs) not be fight related. We don't know the questions. We are prepared for anything So Casey, without further ado, what is our first question?
2: All right first question very important hot topic issue is, we, I but bet we, I know what it is. We, we got to talk, talk about.
3: We got to talk about right now. She's a new guest. She's a new guest, and I guarantee you, I know what the question is. Yup, that is <laughs> the exact first question I thought it was going to be Jade. This has nothing to do with fighting, but it is a tradition for new guests to answer this. And as you can see from Suzanne, fights first things first. What ice cream flavor would Jade pick? I will set the scene in a war in a hypothetical world where you get a hand cannon attached to your arm and it can have one ice cream flavor to sell to solve world hunger one flavor for every person what flavor do you pick and why
4: Ooh, i'm gonna have to go with chocolate just because Ooh. everyone likes chocolate so you can't go wrong with that
3: right i would agree go i would chocolate. agree uh pt carol was boring and picked vanilla i remember wow. casey what did you pick yeah but it's pt carol I, I, I th- actually i went mint, i think i went mint chocolate With the the little chunks in it. I would always say cookies and cream because I'm a big cookies and cream fan. And then Shane Young and Brad Riddell, I asked this question before their fights on Fight Week. And their answer blew me away. They said Neapolitan, that's chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry all in one scoop. And I was like, well, there you go. There's your answer. You get three flavors in one. I think that's our new correct answer, Casey.
4: See, I would have said salted caramel.
3: Salted caramel is a real good one. Now you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Now you're more. Now you're thinking about it more. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, see, now the- everyone says chocolate, vanilla, this and that. There, I think Neapolitan is my new correct answer. Because as soon as I, as he said it, Izzy was like, "Yeah, that's the correct answer." I'm not even gonna answer that anymore. Brad's got it down. I'm like, "Yeah, you're not wrong." I think Brad's the smartest of us five there. But thank you for the question, Suzanne. I knew that question was coming. I'm glad we started off, Casey. <laughs> What it's a great question. question. <laughs> yeah, we ask every single – every new guest gets asked that question. Most people say cookie dough or uh, cookies and cream unless you're Pizza Carol and it says vanilla. <laughs> Which is basically the, the potato of ice creams. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. yes.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's go for, uh, straight to the YouTube comments from
3: longtime time um, commenter. From Tristan Gordet, longtime commenter. After his after his win this past Saturday, who would you like to see Edson Barbosa fight next? Two names that come to mind for me are Shane Burgos and Jeremy Stevens. So to set the scene, Edson Barbosa, of course, got back into the win column. He was on a three-fight losing streak, if I remember correctly. He was 0-1 at featherweight. Now he is 1-1 at featherweight. He beat uh, Europe's uh, – Finland's own, Makwan uh, pretty pretty decisively. But it was still an exciting fight nonetheless. He is officially back into the win column. Say so we go back up to lightweight for the trilogy fight against Paul Felder, but wants a high ranked opponent. I think I laid out some ideas on our post fight show or one of the one of the shows i talked about. But Jade, we'll start with you. If you are booking Edson Barbosa's next fight, who do you want to see him fight next?
4: Oh, I don't know. Jeremy Stevens sounds good. But do you know what? I'd watch him fight anyone just because he's so exciting. And every time you see Barbosa fight, you know it's going to be a war. So he's one of those, he is one of those fighters where I wouldn't get mad who he fought. Um, it's great to see him back in the wind column as well. Cause like I say, obviously he has had quite a, he's had a couple of losses, um, but it's hard to kind of put those losses against him because he is such an exciting fighter. So, um, yeah, I'd be happy to see him against anyone, but yeah, good shout Jeremy Stevens. That'd be quite I liked, exciting.
3: I like that Shane Burgos fight a lot too. Another guy that'd be Mach 1 Americani, uh, Oh, I just yeah. think that's a super violent, high-level striking matchup, Casey. If you're booking Edson Barbosa's next fight, who do you want to see him fight next? <clears throat> well, um,
2: despite his technically being on a three-fight losing streak,
3: his yes, last two, set the his, scene again. yeah, his
2: last two fights, especially uh, versus Felder and Ige, 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 yeah. could have absolutely gone his way. So, um, and the level of competition—we've talked about this before—the level of competition Edson Barboza fights at, I think, for the last over a decade, he's only fought in. A-level or just the highest-level prospects or guys, former title contenders, everything. So um just I just got to set the stage. Like, Edson Barza is still, without a doubt, a just A-level fighter. But who should he fight next? Well, um, Jeremy Stevens is currently booked against Arnold Allen, so I wouldn't mind seeing the winner right. of that base Barbosa. That's, that was
3: gonna be my that was gonna be my answer. Yeah. The winner of Arnold Allen and Jeremy Stevens, I think, would be a banger, especially on Fight Island. Uh Arnold Allen, of course, can get to Fight Island pretty easily. Barbosa's fought here before. I think they're like of everyone in the top ten, the f- the top five I think are pretty booked up. Like Korean zombie Ortega, <laughs> Volkanovski gets the winner of that. I think Holloway should fight Cater. And I don't want to take Holloway or Cater away from one another. And I think Arnold Allen and Jeremy Stevens are the only ones left. I think they're seven eight or eight nine.
2: Josh so Emmons up like, there but he's injured right now. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Josh Emmons' knee is basically held together by duct tape right now. So <laughs> I like the winner of Jeremy Stevens <laughs> and Arnold or Shane Burgos. Uh but mm-hmm. I agree with Jade. Uh throw him against anyone, Edson Barbosa, and I win game. Oh yeah,
2: you know, I totally forgot actually. Um Sadiq Youssef. They're actually the original booking of this. That's true. And um, That's they're, they're they're both very similar ranked. Um, I think he, I think Sadiq Youssef just been it's been kind of just he hasn't been doing any media or we, have, we just haven't seen him around anymore. So I think people kind of forgot about him. But Sadiq Youssef is a, um, a high level prospect and that was originally post, that was, I was originally booked and mm-hmm. Youssef just had um, passport issues. So um, Barboza yes. lives in, Barboza lives in the States. If Barboza wants a quick turnaround and the weight cut and he's the weight cut is fine, and he's healthy, book it and book it in the Apex later this year. So, uh,
3: make it happen,
2: make it happen. Uh, Ooh. uh, okay, next question. Yeah, hold on, My windows are all messed
3: up. Yeah, let's have some fun. <laughs> John Jones <laughs> – was a Google kegging on, on the comment section on the site. John Jones admitting he hid from the NSAC drug testing – drug testers. Are there any updates from the Nevada State Athletic Commission about this situation? So I'm sure all of you are aware that John Jones and Israel Adesanya are going through a little Twitter argument back and forth. Somehow Israel Adesanya got John Jones to confirm Chael Sonnen's longstanding uh, theories, rumor – allegations that john jones hid under the cage at jackson wink to avoid a drug test john jones apparently admitted it but not he said not because of steroids but because he had just smoked a joint and thought it would pop for weed uh, it's a so blunt. i haven't yeah, heard it's a blunt updates. a blunt it was a blunt, blunt, it was yeah. a blunt. Uh, i want to plug this correctly <laughs> so but i have not finished reading it Uh, There is a website, I believe, called Combat Sports Law, so combatsportslaw.com. They have apparently a very well-researched and written article on the statute of limitations, uh, what the contracts would say, and this and that. Uh, So I would recommend going to read that. I'm not quite done with it. There's a lot of legal jargon that I'm not 100% caught up to. But in terms of actual updates from the Nevada State Athletic Commission, I haven't heard any. Uh, we also haven't been able to talk to Dana White the last two weeks, so there's no way we can ask Dana White. But I'll just use it. I'll use this question to jump off. Jade, what did you think when John Jones finally confirmed <laughs> this longstanding theory or rumor?
4: Yeah, I, w- I wasn't shocked in any way. I, there was no doubt that it was true. Um, I, knew, I knew for sure. it was. I just knew it was true. Uh, so it's quite funny that he's now come out with it. I'm quite surprised that he has. I'm surprised he's now brought that out, um, but yeah, I do wonder why he's done it as well. Because if you've denied it for, for so long, it does make me wonder why now he's come out with it. I'm not too sure, um, but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't shocked at all that it was actually true.
3: Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I think I don't know what, how is he pulled it off, but I just think John Jones just. I don't know what was going on why he would admit that so publicly. Casey, what did you think? I know you're not a big fan of the the back and forth between Izzy and John Jones. I am not a big fan of the direction it has taken, but what did you think specifically about this situation right here?
2: I man, I I don't want to reuse a tired catchphrase, but um man, um Izzy is living rent-free in John's in John's sure head right now. I mean, mm-hmm. uh yeah, that, more more about that. I was just kind of sh- I mean, it's one of those. It's one of those stories I heard. I've heard. I think I feel like I heard that story like a decade ago about the whole hiding under the cage thing. And um, I don't know the, because it was such like a, a rumor. I don't know if John ever had to. I don't know if if anyone actually approached from a, a media standpoint. Did anyone ever like actually tell, ask John about that publicly and like in a press conference or anything? Or was it one of those kind of just those rumors, just kind of you know underneath? I think
3: it was chale clearly started the rumor and i Mm. can't think off the top of my head if anyone has just straight up asked yeah i just
2: wonder but um, i have no idea so i was kind of i was kind of surprised like why why he came out with that uh but um the fact that
3: he voluntarily admitted it
2: himself is a little alarming (laughs) it's like i was not doing steroids i was just stoned guys like i was like okay cool (laughs) it's like you sound fun to hang out with i guess um no it's just yeah, it, there's nothing going to happen in, with uh, in, in, the um, uh, commissions or anything. It was, it was a long time
3: ago. Um, who knows? Maybe the weed's still in the system. Well, <laughs> I think there is a 10-year statute of limitations. for Because remember, Vanderlei ran away from a test, and he got a lifetime ban. So if that is the case, and that was also – so I don't – again, I'm, I don't know the ramifications because I'm not reading this. But I think the statute of limitations is 10 years, and I don't know how long ago that was, so I would really have to look into it more.
4: I feel like surely that was 10 years ago because I remember hearing about it ages ago.
3: Yeah.
4: And I'm sure it came up. Don't quote me on it. My memory <laughs> is terrible. But I'm sure it came up when Chelsea was in the UK and that must have been a good 9 years ago when he made a joke about it. So, I think Did it you was make that joke in the UK? I'm trying to think if it was because I'm sure it was around that time. But again, my memory's so bad that I could be completely like but I'm sure that it was around then that it came up. I can't remember. But it's been a, it's it's easily been like that amount of time.
2: <laughs> would it like be, eight nine years? Would it be hilarious that John Jones somehow gets suspended for weed after weed has become
3: legal? <laughs> like, right. Just, right. like just. Well, I think it wouldn't be about weed. I think it would be running from the the test, which would be the big. Yeah. It wouldn't be the actual drug. But did he? Te- because according, did, did he? Technic- according to the. According to uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission, 467.5705 notes, fighters who with or without compelling justification refuse or fail to submit the collection of a sample or specimen upon their request of the commission or its representation or who otherwise evades the collection of a sample or specimen commits an anti-doping violation as subject to disciplinary action by the commission. And then it also goes into like, if he does it a second time, it's this, if it's a third time, you can get a lifetime uh, ban. So I think it wouldn't be about the weed. I think it'd be about running away from the test. It makes
4: it weird that he's admitted it.
3: <laughs> exactly.
4: Yeah.
3: I'm kind of wondering. It says right here, right here. Once it says first, Usada has a lengthy limitation It Wasn't, wasn't Usada Article 17? You're correct. Yeah. So the USC's anti-doping pros and they they retain jurisdiction for 10 years. With a section noting no anti-doping violation proceeding, so on and so forth. So basically, 10 years. Statute limitation, but you are correct, Casey. It was the vast Athletic Commission, so I don't know the exact details of what will happen.
2: Yeah, and also, I mean, not to get into the technical, the technicalities, but if 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 the commission never actually approached him, did he actually run away from it? In that in that sense,
3: yeah. Like yeah. if they showed up and he's like, "I'll be right back," and then just disappeared
2: or or not or not or like maybe they were out I, I don't know the story Maybe I'm I always assume the story was they pulled up and he was inside the gym they pulled up outside and someone's like hey uh popos are here you know basically <laughs> and, and then everyone just kind of scatters but uh sure. but if you if you if, if 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 it wasn't like actually formally approached did you actually officially run away that's all um that's a good question so it's uh really? John Jones man always in the news I love it yeah it's 2020,
3: I, we're still talking yeah, about it. Yeah, guys, Anyway, guy's amazing. Anyway, what is our next question? Thank you, Zucukul Kegging. Always a pleasure hearing from you in the comment section. I can't read this Twitter handle, so you're gonna to, uh, you might have to read Sam it. Sam
2: Harris, minutes. Sam Harris 999.
3: Oh, a long-time commenter. Where does Buckley's knockout rank in the best knockouts of all time? Personally, I think it's top three. So I talked about this a little bit on Between the Links. Uh, but we'll start with Jade. But Before that, I'll start. I'll set the scene, of course. Walking uh, Buckley scored a stunning head kick knockout at the last UFC Fight Island card. Uh, one of the single greatest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if it's the greatest. It's way. It's top five for sure. Uh, but Jade, where does it rank in your list off the top of your head in greatest knockouts you have ever witnessed? Not just UFC. It could be all of MMA. So
4: I've been thinking about this because... It is hard to say. I mean, it, it was an incredible knockout. I'd say it's definitely top three um, for me, because it depends what you're basing it on. So if you're basing it on, it was just like a fluke or if it was something that was pre-planned based on their game, like what their strategy was. Um, I've got silver versus wideman was a big one just because that knockout was such a big moment for UFC history in terms of you know, who Anderson Silva is. So that one is a big one for me, that's top three. Also have to say, Conor McGregor versus Jose Aldo, just because of the precision and the fact that he timed that before he went into the cage. So that one again. Um Also, you've got Masvidal versus Askren. Yeah. So it's just so hard, isn't it? Because there's so many amazing knockouts. It's like, where'd you put it? I'd have to say, yeah, Buckley, Definitely top three, just from how incredible it was. And I can't see many people able to pull off a knockout like that. So for that alone, you have to put it in top three. So I have that along with Conor McGregor and with Chris Weidman. And then, yeah, Masvidal, a close 4th i
3: I'm glad you brought up the Weidman and Conor knockouts because they might not be the most athletic. But in terms of the ramifications of the mixed martial arts world, like, those yeah. two are way up there. So is Ro- Holly Holmes on Ronda Rousey. I think Gabriel Gonzaga's head kick on Crow Cop was a big one, mostly because he Crow Cop's Crow Cop. Um, but, yeah, there's some pretty insane ones. I was Casey's side, and I know Casey was backstage for Yair's KO against Korean Zombie, which, to me, is the greatest ever. I put Buckley 2-3. Um, I'm trying to think. MVPs on Cyborg, where he broke his face, was pretty brutal. <gasps> Oh yeah. Yeah, that one was Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was K side for Lima knocking out MVP. Oh. That was pretty unbelievable. Um mm-hmm. Anderson's front kick against uh Vitor was obviously huge for the sport. Uh there's a there's a there's a ton like I don't know how you can't have Henderson's overhand on Biz can on Bisbing and Ganu's on uh, Overeem. Overeem, but Casey, what are some what are some that you can remember? Um, um, where would you put Buckley in your rank? I
2: I put a lot of weight into the stakes of the fight and right. who and the, who the competitors are, and uh, and unfortunately for Bucky, uh, Bucky Buckley, um, <laughs> Bucky, <laughs> his friends call him Bucky um, right. Buckley, and um, uh, how do you say his the opponent's last name? I know Inpa. <laughs> the same tennis. way I think yeah well I think that's the point is in, in, yeah. in, the, in the sense that it was just a prelim on essentially a just a regular fight night and unfortunately for that it won't be it w- it would never be the number one knockout it's just too too low on the card not enough stakes in it but on just pure athleticism good lord it could be the number one knockout ever just on pure athleticism and just pure like holy shit moment you know but um it's you know it's i, I I'm being generous. I'll give it a top five, but I put I put knockouts like Holly, Ronda, Connor, Auto, um, uh, Vitor, uh Beaufort. I put those above it because they were spectacular knockouts and they changed the sport. They, you know. Yeah. so um but what's really impressive about this knockout, though, I have friends. You know, I have friends. That's a, that's a big story too. <laughs> but I have friends who do not care about MMA at all, and um, I love them for that and even the, did you see even them they were did like they were like see? it's it's they were like dude i i don't follow fighting and it. it's on my fucking uh, oh sorry it's on my instagram feed
3: now i'm like what so um it, did you see who tweeted about it today mr west did you see who used that kanye west used that video to release a music uh, release a song yeah that's crazy. Does it get bigger than that? has anyone hit that level of mainstream? And from a prelim to Kanye was tweeting about you, I can't think of anyone that has ever done that. That's um, no. that, that that that's that what makes that's what makes
2: so for such a low level fight in a sense uh, uh, a prelim on ESPN Plus. The fact that it's it, it went it went mainstream
3: that is super impressive and um, yeah you so. tweeted in all caps mind you. The whole team is so energized that I had to release theme music. Nah, nah, nah. And then he loops the, the knockout and release music with it. It's, was like, that a new um, song? That reminds me. Like, it's, I don't know if – I haven't listened to it yet. I just listened to the first couple things. He dropped a – so rapper and presidential candidate Kanye West (laughs) dropped a surprise track late Tuesday night. (laughs) inspired by Buckley's jaw-dropping spinning kick. Those are our own Damon Martin's words. So shout out to him, of course. But yeah, like Kanye West tweeting about you. That just reminds me of like – remember Lady Gaga tweeted about Holly's knockout. I think – Remember Beyonce
2: used to show Ronda clips at her concerts too?
3: Yeah, the do (laughs) nothing. Don't be a do nothing bitch and – uh, Sia tweeted about Volkanovski, if I remember correctly. So it's happened before. But I, again, all those people were naming were championship fights. And Buckley was a prelim and Kanye was tweeting about him. So my God, shout out to you, uh, young man, even though he's probably older than me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll say top five. But I agree with Jade and you that the stakes of those other knockouts just make those a little higher up in my yeah. list. But I think the craziest one I see is Zombie. Uh, getting KO'd by air
2: Yeah, we, we, I think
3: we're in agreement on that one too. I, I yeah, just yeah. <laughs> I remember that drive back from the arena. We were just like, holy crap, what did we just see?
2: And I, I've tried, I've, I've tried perfect. to do that elbow in the gym, and like my yeah, back it. just can't spin that much. It was just <laughs> insane. Like, like the uh, the spin kick that Buckley did. It's not that it's very difficult to do, it's just to do it right then and just see it. That's right. the that's the super impressive art. Well, if
3: even if, if you watch that, he like uh input caught that same kick a few times before and then who is um who is Sage Northcook's sister married to? Uh Raymond Daniels. Raymond Daniels? Yeah, that spin that's that tornado KO he had in Bellator is pretty unbelievable too. No, it was in Glory. And oh yeah, Glory. The glory. No, I thought that was a Bellator fight. No, it was Bellator. The one he jumped up and spun around and punched. Oh, that guy. one!
2: I'm thinking of the one the knockout. He, yeah. had, he actually he actually did a two touch spin, but yes. he did it off the guy the opponent's thigh rather than being held yes. up. Yeah. And but-
3: let's also not forget Corey Sandhagen had a spin kick KO later that night and earlier <laughs> in that night. Jade, who's who got the KO at KSW? I know you want to say.
4: Wait, you want about on that fight card on the UFC fight card?
3: On the KSW card. On the KSW. Or was it KSW? Yeah. Who got the big who got the other knockout that night? Not oh,
4: yeah, it was um what's his name? Against Scott Askin.
3: Yes. That was another Mah- unbelievable card and of Mah- course Mah- another KSW. Mah- yeah. uh, and I've
4: game. forgotten how to say his name let I want to
3: I keep wanting to call
2: him the cannibal. <laughs>
4: Mamed Mamed Khalidav. It's Mahmoud. really hard to say. Yeah. So I always have to like double check. Yeah. Mamed. But yeah, it was yes, yeah, so it was a switch kick. That's what it
2: was. Unbelievable. In, and in, and we, I, in the first minute of the fight.
4: So for, yeah, and I felt so sorry for them as well because obviously that was such a huge knockout. And then obviously, right. uh, like all the knockouts that were happening in the UFC that night, that card was just insane. So it kind of took away the shine for Muhammad. But yeah, that was an insane knockout. Um, I, yeah.
0: I think was- The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook
1: and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
3: because i can't remember one of the fighters that had just won he was we were waiting to meet with him and he wanted to watch the highlights before he went to the press conference like he was standing in front of the tv just being like what the fuck just happened and then after that every fight was like did you see that knockout like fighters (laughs) after the fights were all still talking about it backstage but we could talk about this forever
2: yeah what was it, um can, the the heavyweight um the cock, the the caucus yeah the caucus he was great <laughs> But uh, even because he had a big uh, knockout and then but he's like oh i ain't when i ain't winning no 50k though cause he just saw
3: buggy's knockout and he still won oh yeah he, he, did he still get 50k yeah because oh. there were four performances drink uh, and drink Dr- 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 Depless has got a speaking of ksw events he got a big win uh on that card too so big night for ksw event yeah. yeah.
4: I told you, I said, drink a super C. Watch out for him because he is, I had the honor of watching him at KSW and he is just incredible. Um, so I knew he was going to come in and put on a performance.
3: He, he reminds me of not, not in terms of his fighting style, but like Izzy, he came in with a already, uh, solid resume yeah. before he joins the UFC. Mm-hmm. So he's fantastic. For sure, a prospect to watch in middleweight.
2: Is, is he a, is he a prospect
3: or is it at this point is he kind of like year? I think he is a he is very he's still very young. Is he young? Okay. So mm-hmm. even he admits he's like I, I don't have to get tossed. He's only like 26, 25. He's like I don't have to get tossed. Yeah. He's like I and he laid it out. He's like I want to get top twenty five and then top twenty and then top fifteen. Like he doesn't want to just jump right up. He gets it. Okay. He knows the game.
2: Oh yeah, well, I, I don't know very much about him, so I wasn't sure if he's like uh, like year <laughs> or or Michael Chandler. Where like they're coming in ready to go. No, no, no. They don't need to be built and
3: up. Funny, yeah. funny story on, if I'm um, real quick. Uh, if you watch it, he tried to j- enter the octagon before he got like the Vaseline and checked oh. and everything. Or <laughs> oh, I, he no. might've got the Vaseline. No. So I think everyone thought he was just excited. And then I saw him after the next day and I was Mark Goddard was also there. And apparently, uh, Drake is his loss in KSW mark goddard was the ref that checked him before and when he saw mark goddard he's like nope not you and what because he was su- he's superstitious and tried to walk into the octagon <laughs> and he had to get pulled back so it was more of a superstitious oh, thing and then anything else it was very funny That's... and mark goddard thought it was hilarious too <laughs> he's like oh yeah i was the one that checked you and he's like and then i got knocked out
4: but this is the thing like we watch so many fights that sometimes you have to try and remember like because right. when you think about how many fights we watch on a night, and I've got the worst memory ever, and I've been doing it for over a decade. So someone will say, oh, do you remember this fight? Like six years, and I have to sit there and be like, do I? And they're like, "Gee, you did the post-fight interview. And I'm like, did I? It's just, yeah.
2: <laughs> I do that all the time. I was like, kind of- <laughs> like, I've never seen this guy fight before. And then I, I, I look at my hard drives. Oh, I've literally interviewed this guy two times. Yeah. <laughs> i like, shit. Yeah.
4: So bad. <laughs> My memory is just shocking. It's just not good. <laughs> and then they're like, "Jade, you literally would, you were there? You were cage sad. I
3: was like, oh yeah, oh, yeah,
4: yeah, you know what? <laughs>
3: yeah. Story shocking. of the game. Anyway. All right. Casey, um, what is
2: our next question? Because um, we have to get one question in about him.
3: Oh, there you go. Would Luke versus Shamayov be a competitive fight? Oh, man. I have not even thought about this fight. Vicente Luque versus Hamzat Shemayev. I think it'd be competitive. I'd still obviously favor Vicente Luque just based on what we have seen. But Jade, what do you think of a possible Vicente Luque Hamzat Shemayev fight at welterweight, mm-hmm. mind you?
4: That'd be fun. But isn't he calling out? I'm sure he's just called out Nate Diaz, doesn't
3: he? He did. He, he, called he called out Nate it? Diaz. He's who is he not called out? Offered.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> yeah.
3: Supposedly sure he's called so out. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Supposedly wonderboy turned turned Hamzat down at welterweight chris wyman turned him down at uh middleweight uh leon edwards in an interview at mma fighting said that hamza hasn't beaten anyone yet uh my case at the media day said that he really he respects Hamzat's fighting skills he's just not there yet he's mostly just a name uh and he doesn't basically fight it. it's a risky fight because you don't want to be used to propel a, a prospect but if you beat them what like what really happens kind of like corey anderson and johnny walker type thing um, yeah. But then Darren Till, Liverpool's own, said Hamza, if I get through Jack, I'll fight you. And Hamza responded with rock and roll, man. So Jade, what do you think of Darren Till offering to fight Hamza if he gets through? Which, mind you, he has to get through Jack Kermanson, which is yeah. very difficult. What do you think of all that whole situation?
4: Oh, I just think that would be so exciting. Just the the build up to that would be hilarious. I mean, Darren's just hilarious in general. Like if you've seen his Twitter, he's just it's the, the Scouse banter, I will say. The Liverpool banter. But, um, yeah, I, w- I would love to see that fight. But I would love to, I'd just love to see him fight anybody because he's just so good. And, obviously, he wants to prove himself. Um, I don't think that fight will happen with Diaz, but if it did, that would be awesome. Um, I think that would be quite a tough fight for him. But I just think a lot of fighters... And I kind of get it because he's he is still quite new... But at the same time, he's going to be, he's going to give any fighter problems. So I can understand why a lot of fighters aren't going to want to risk that and take that fight. So that's why it's so good that people like, you know, Darren Till have come out and said, yeah, I'll fight you. Because, you know, he'd just fight anyone. But I would quite like to see that fight against Nick Diaz. Uh, Nick Diaz, sorry. I think that would be really good.
3: I love it. I love, I want, I mm-hmm. honestly, I agree with you. I just want to see Hamza fight someone. Uh, also let's not forget let's not forget he hasn't like i welterweight is supposedly his best weight class i don't remember who he fought the first time but it it was a middleweight because it was a a late notice fight that he was in brave and then he came over to the ufc so it was a middleweight because it was late notice and then he fought reese mckee who was a lightweight england's own if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. and he's a lightweight that jumped up to welterweight to fight hamza so hamza was a welterweight fighting a lightweight and then he fights Gerald Meerschaert, who is a legitimate middleweight with a lot of fights, and then he just destroyed him. So technically, Hamza hasn't even fought a welterweight in the UFC yet. So Casey, what, I know you're a little tired of the Hamza hype. Uh, maybe not tired of the hype, but you just want to see him fight. What do you think of this whole situation with Hamza?
2: Um, the UFC needs to get him in that cage quickly because that was his whole—that was his whole gimmick. That was his whole gimmick is like he fights every 15 minutes. You know, it's like that's you know he'll fight the first round of the night, then he'll. Have a mill and fight the last fight of the night. I mean, like I, I was yeah. really bummed out he wasn't on this this any of these fight island cards. Like he could, like to me, like he should have been on every single fight night versus just some you know some zero and two contender series guy. <laughs> just put him on every single card. Like so, by the time the year ends, he's like fifteen and zero or something. Like just, I mean, that would have been hilarious. I mean, just you know, gimmick sell, and I, I think that would uh, If you're not gonna give him like a name, just get him out there. Get him out there. But um. Yeah, but um, of course uh, I want to see him fight anyone, um, and I totally understand why these top top ranked welterweights are turning him down. Because um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to fight a guy like that. Uh, not that they not, not not that they're scared or anything. It just doesn't make sense. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the, no, these okay. guys
3: all go through it. Like um, Islam Makachev is going through it right now after he lost RDA, and no one wants to fight. He's clearly. One of the best lightweights in the world, but his ranking doesn't match. And then Habib went through the same thing for a while, yeah. where he basically it was up to Cowboy to be like, "Y'all yeah, fight you, I don't even know you." That fight didn't even end up happening. And then like Habib fought RDA finally and and uh, tore through him, and that kind of propelled him. But these guys go through it, man. Wait, I, uh, they they they're they're broken English is part of their gimmick, and they're they're not massive yeah. names in the U.S. quite yet. Well, Habib is now, but it's uh, a long like, it I don't know if <laughs> he, like. I don't know if you watched Dan Hooker's podcast and he responded to Islam in some pretty aggressive words. He's like, let's take a look. He's like, I'm coming off back to back fight of the night performances, main events, five rounds against two of the top five welter lightweights in the world. And Islam Makhachev has done fuck all. And you want me to go back and in- to fight him on three days? No, on two weeks notice. And he goes, what am I? Santa Claus Get to the back of the line. And I was like, So "You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I totally understand that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's hard for these guys. They're not going to get these fights. What? Yeah. And
2: and so unless the promote unless the promoter Dana or whoever wants to throw some extra cash at, say, Dan Hooker or, or someone like that, uh, or someone like a uh, Leon Edwards. You know, here's an extra hundred grand or two hundred grand to go backwards. You know, you got to make you got they're price fighters. You know, that's how they pay their bills. You got it. You got to make it financially worth it to take that risk." because right now you're just this high risk low reward but um uh wait, wait real quick what happened to the Maya fight the maya officially turned exactly. it exactly I, I, I exactly well, i thought dana said like this will, this uh, was our double we we that was the whole selling board we we booked two fights and then it didn't
3: happen like like was that all just yeah. was that wolf tickets also i'll tell you this now we'll find out tomorrow because Hamzat shamayev is doing a, a his own media day here on fight island after the ortega zombie stare down on the beach so We'll find out for you tomorrow, Casey. How about that? Yeah.
2: You know, one thing I, th- I think is really kind of really neat about this whole pandemic era of MMA and UFC, that think of the two, one of the two, two of the biggest stars that have come out of this you no know, fight island UFC pandemic era have been Shemayev, who's still an unranked guy, and Buckley, who was basically a, a, a welterweight middleweight journeyman. I, so these two kind of, you know, no-name guys are now, like, the biggest names right now coming out of this. Yeah. It's just not not yeah. not top fighters, just guys, you know? So I just... Active. Act- active. Act- yeah, active. So I just think it's yeah. interesting. I, just, um, I agree. Very um neat.
3: That was a long answer yeah. to a Vicente Luque that we didn't really <laughs> talk about. Thank you, James, <laughs> for the launching pad to talk about Hamza Shemayev. Or as uh, Michael keep calls it. He always... Mike, Michael Michael keeps calling him Hazmat Shamayev. Yeah, right I also found out. He's like I also found dude. out Michael Keaton's friends call him Cheese because his last name looks like cheese. <laughs> they will be looked up, Cheese.
2: Hazmat wait Hazmat the new um, Carlos Conduit. Remember? <laughs> Remember Nick Diaz? Oh, Con- that's
3: right.
2: And <laughs> Gibbler. Yeah, Gibbler. Yeah. Oh, but to answer James G's question? Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah we
3: didn't really answer that
2: yes uh yeah sounds... so this question is from long time you a uh, long time viewer um ed ed erino so we don't we don't have his name up i here. wish
3: i i i don't i know he's not you can't hear him jade but ed who has asked this question has one of the most soothing voices you'll ever hear and my voice will not do him yeah. justice uh, oh really so it's <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, he is also the smartest human being I've ever met in my life. So I'll read it. I guess, how does Chan Sung Jung's career change if Yair's elbow misses by just half an inch? Who is he fighting now instead of Ortega? This is a fascinating question because we talked about Yair uh, K.O. and the Korean Zombie, which came at with one second left in their five-round fight. One second. If Korean Zombie doesn't rush forward, he wins that fight. And he's, he probably gets the title shot, honestly. I truly believe if he had beaten Yair Rodriguez, he probably would have already – he would have fought Max, not Volkanovski. Or he would have fought Max instead of uh, – was Volkanovski the next fight for him, if I remember correctly? Or, or, I can't or, even or, remember. For Holloway? Oh, I remember. No, Holloway fought Poirier between those two. Okay. But at Featherweight uh, then. So I think it was – yeah, regardless, yeah. Uh, so I think Yair – Korean Zombie would have been the man at, to fight Max at Featherweight, the then-champion Max Holloway. Yeah. But he got KO'd and then he went on this tear again and now he's a potentially one win away so jade if if yair rodriguez misses or he korean zombie doesn't rush forward or yair throws that elbow one second later what does chan sung jung's career look like in 2020
4: i have to agree with you i think he'd have been fighting for the title for sure um yeah, I think we would have seen. I think we would have seen two fights in that time. I think we would have seen him fight Holloway, and I think we would have seen him fight uh, Volkanovsky. So, yeah, it's just such a shame. It's just like, and this this is why I love MMA so much is that the slightest mistake, the most minuscule mistake, can cost you so badly, um, and it can really throw you back down the down the rankings easily. And yeah, so it is it is so annoying. It is that thin. I mean, look at Aldo. It's Yeah, just that slight mistake. And that's why MMA is so deadly because, like, it's such an exciting sport. Yeah, because you make one wrong punch. You don't move your head the right way, whatever it is. And then, I mean, we saw that against Weidman um, when he threw that back kick. And it yeah, just against Rothen. That's a good point. Yeah. It was that one thing and then that just, you know, he, I can't remember how many times he lost after that, but I think that I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but yeah, just slight things like that can really just knock your career back again. So I think, yeah, he Both
3: would have been Weidman, fighting for the title. 100%. I think Weidman and neither Weidman and Rockhold have been the same since that fight. But yeah, I forgot. Like, I haven't even thought about comparing those. Like, if Weidman doesn't throw that spin, like he was losing already. Let's not forget that. But if he doesn't throw that spinning back, we don't know what would happen. Uh, but he did, and he lost. And both, I, I think he has one win, if I'm not mistaken, since then. That was that the Kelvin knockout that you were at, Casey. On
2: uh, yeah, uh, he, he didn't knock out Kelvin. Um, he, I think, he wound up submitting him. Or did he knock out Kelvin? Okay. Um, well, either I way, he, I he, know he He, I he know, built Kel- pretty Kelvin Kelvin was long. his highest level win after that. Then, of course, you know, he had a lot of tough losses against high level. Oh, he Combin. beat
3: Omari. Oh, yeah. he beat Omari. Recently.
2: But but against like like a level a level fighters, yeah, that was his last you know high level fight he won. But um I think the big difference with this uh with uh is Korean zombies um knockout, right? You know, you, we caught we saw we call these, you no, know, you just have to make one mistake. And um then I, mean, I just go back to last week with Buckley, uh, with his opponent Impa. Impa, all Impa did was make literally a half second hesitation when he caught that foot. Cause when you catch that foot, you gotta throw it to the side real quick, or you gotta rush him, you gotta change the you can't just stand there. He just kind of caught it. And then he just kind of stood there for half a second, going, "Oh, what should I do next?" And that half second was enough for Buckley to, you know, you know become a Kanye West music video. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so, but for oh, at, um, but for Korean Zombie though, what the oh. difference is, like Korean Zombie didn't even make a mistake in a sense. The fact that he is such a exciting fighter. The fight was won, Remember? And I like, remember uh yeah kinda of give him a hug and it was like five seconds left. He's like, all right, come on, let's just let's just throw it. Let's just throw down for the last five seconds. And Yair's like, and each zombie's like, okay. You know, and that so he gets knocked out because he was trying to give the fans what they wanted. So it just kinda it sucks for zombie in that sense. You know, he could have just been kind of boring and just gone, nah dude, you come at you come at me. He wins, zombie zombie wins that fight, he fights um Holloway. Volkanovski is just another city boxing guy like the, the the land everything changes if he doesn't yep. you know try to please the fans but uh man yeah that's uh yeah i I, I i i think yeah i think zombie would have fought holloway and i don't know if he beats holloway but good lord i want to see that fight at some point and i want to see yep. that fight when holloway is still at his athletic prime so um and he actually he has i i would have to say he is because i felt holloway won the rematch um so yeah it's just um it's like
3: imagine it's like we're talking about split seconds like remember when darren till fought tyron woodley he he has that like jab into the pullback uppercut that he always Mm -hmm. connects Mm -hmm. and it's like half a second between the jab and the pullback and the uppercut and tyron woodley timed it so perfectly that the second darren till pulled back Tyron Woodley just went pop and knocked him dead and then chokes him with the Dars choke, mm-hmm. got his black belt. Uh, and we have an and still, and then Darren Till eventually <clears> gets uh, decapitated by Mazudal, which then starts the resurrection tour. So my one, one set that again, imagine if Darren Till beat Tyre Woodley, would we have gotten the Mazudal return? Who knows? These are all questions yeah. that are all <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> that's I mean that's the thing about MMA,
2: I, like like I don't think there's any other sport where essentially you you lose because you have to make a mistake someone has to make yeah. someone has to screw up first some, some someone has to make a technical yeah. error first and um yeah it's just um it's, it's uh it's kind of awesome that way
3: and it's not like boxing where you have the mandatory rematches like andrew reed beats anthony joshua they automatically have to rematch deontay mm-hmm. wilder loses to tyson fury automatic rematch so it's not like that in the, in the ufc you lose you lose you move on there's no like hey let's like unless of course volkanovsky holloway because that was such a controversial decision but MMA, MMA is a silly sport. Unless <laughs> it puts butts in seats. That's true. Thank you for the question, Ed. Ooh, from the seaside, prediction for Cyborg. Let's not forget, Bellator returns stateside, if I remember correctly. Yep. Uh, Chris Cyborg returns to the octagon. Who, who is she fighting? Arlene Glink- Glinkow. Glinkow. Arlene Glinkow. Uh So, Casey, I'll start with you because uh, you covered Bellator. You've covered a million Bellator fights, uh, more than me. Uh you've covered Cyborg extensively in their Strikeforce days too. So, uh, wh- is 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 it just a formality that we have an end still after her fight? Um,
2: I know that I, might feel disrespectful, I ta- but it's, it, I take this to this is this is a bit like Shevchenko versus Maya. No, yes, Maya can beat Shevchenko, but I just don't see it. Glenko can beat cyborg i just don't see it she's she's a tough talented you know, gritty boxer mostly a boxer i feel like um i've seen a couple of her fights nothing nothing kind of blows me away about her she's obviously talented um but cyborg just blows you away when you see her fight so uh this should be a nice showcase championship fight for bellator and um hopefully um uh yeah it should be it should be exciting one to watch it it will be exciting to watch um i don't see very many opportunities for glencoe to beat cyborg though i just don't see her having that one punch power to really give to really make cyborg go backwards like um amanda Nunes was able to or even some of the muay thai fights
3: that cyborg has lost before jade same question is this a formality of and still for cyborg and if it is is anyone on the bellator roster can anyone Give her a challenge at Featherweight.
4: Um, I have to with Casey because I don't know too much about her opponent, but just from what I know about obviously, Cyborg, I just think I agree that it's a great showcase for her. Um, there are not many people who have been able to throw hands with her. I mean, like you mentioned with Nunes, um, but yeah, I just, I think she's going to give a lot of women in the division a big problem. Um, so I just... Yeah, I think I just predict she's going to have a really great run over there, Um, and I think it's going to be really tough for someone to try and take her out. And you know, the people who have beaten Cyborg are some of the best fighters in the world. So, yeah, I think I think Cyborg is definitely going to take it. I don't think she's going to have many problems in there.
3: I think the name to give her is Kazingano if she gets through uh, this fight. Mm. Is Kat's a name? She's a super talented fighter. She's at featherweight right now. Her, her loss to Megan Anderson was a loss, a fair and square loss, but it was like a toe stab in the face. And then, like, she thought she was going to lose her eye.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, so it was it was, it was was a fair. She lost fair and square. It wasn't like an eye poke or anything, but it was just like one of those freak knockouts.
2: I mean, it actually was an eye poke. It's just technically toe pokes yes. aren't illegal. Right.
3: It's, yeah, right. So
2: it's just, yeah. Oh, and when, when, um, when Kat described it, Actually, when she did an interview maybe she a year ago. She thought her eye was leaking. Yeah, she goes, she goes, when she goes, she, she was like this for like a longest time. She goes, if, she goes, I felt
3: if I would have moved my hand, my eyeball would have fallen out. And I was like, yeah. ooh, okay. All right. She said that <laughs> when we were both backstage yeah. on the Phoenix card. Mm-hmm. She was the guest fighter. But yeah, you're not wrong. So I think and Giles is the fight to make. If it, I, I I believe Cyborg is going to win. I, I give every opponent a 1% chance of winning unless you're Betch Hea fighting Ronda Rousey. I was pretty confident. Betchkohe was not going to be Ronda Rousey. I was also pretty confident that Connor was not going to beat Habib, uh, but I think Cyborg is a pretty he's a good lock. Yeah. you
2: just put you put Betch-Gohan and Connor in the same category. I, I like that. I like that. I did. Wow. <laughs> they both had a fight in 2020. Okay, so we're go- so, this is all we're going to talk about Connor real quick. But I'm interested who who did Connor have a better chance against Habib or Mayweather? Wow. Habib. Um, mm. Habib, okay. Habib. Habib. Okay, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree too. I, I think. I think there was I a, agree. if they fought a hundred times, there's a chance Connor, Connor, could, won, Connor could win two. Yeah, I, I think against Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one maybe. Con, yeah, Floyd and Floyd wins a hundred. Hundred. Yeah. The, the, the well the one time you know he might you know, he wears that cool robe and everything he could get a tripped and twisted his ankle on the way to the cage it's true. The ring you know you never know. All right, so we, we got a Shemaev Shema question. We got a Connor question in there. Good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was my cyborg, we're talking about Connor.
3: <laughs> it happens. <man. laughs> Ooh,
2: here we go. My, my favorite. Oh, I cut the name out. So I'm sorry. Can you I, I, read
3: this one for me, Casey?
2: Let me make it up. Okay. I, I cut the name on accents. So I'm not sure who wrote this. Can you read that? I
3: can't. I- uh, as happens, as happens with all Stack division, 135 is now becoming a bit of a logjam. Aside from San Hagen, Marais, just fighting, not a single other member of the top 10 has a fight booked. What the flying fuck is going on? Aside from Aldo and Jan, how would you match up the rest of the top 10? Edgar, Edgar Munoz, Aldo, Cruz, Rivera, Sun Tso, Also, Yadong, Vera, Font don't have fights either. Uh, so, oddly enough, Jan and Al are supposedly being targeted right now for the main event of the December card. Uh, mm-hmm. So they would, or oh, no, the co-main event. They would be the co-main event, and Amanda Nunes and Megan Anderson would be the main event, which is fine. Uh, Amanda Nunes is the greatest female fighter of all time, and she is technically the higher weight class. Usually, the higher weight class is the main event. So featherweight would main event against bantamweight. So people complaining that a female is female fights headlining over male fight. People complaining about that? You know, the, of, of course, ah, you know the drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys know the drill. So anyway. Uh, I tweeted a uh, couple uh, matchups I like. I like uh, Jan Alzermain. I think is obviously probably going to happen. I think Sanhagen and Dillashaw in January. I want to see Cruz versus Frank Edgar very badly. I think Marais, Marlon Moraes and Pedro Munoz is good. Jose Aldo, Uriah Faber, Bantamweight. Uh, I think Jimmy Rivera. I think uh, Cheeto Vera wants to fight Jimmy Rivera, so I wouldn't hate that one. And then Font versus Song Yudong uh, is a fun scrap for me, too. Uh, considering Font and Cody Stamen had beef and Stamen and Yadong, I think, fought to a draw at some point. But Jade, if you're booking this Bantamweight division that is all of a sudden one of the most exciting divisions in the UFC. Also, let's not forget, I believe Nathaniel Wood and Casey Caney are fighting uh coming yes. up soon. That's a scrap. too. I completely forgot about that. I think you got to tossed that that fight's the winner of that fight real, somewhere. So real quick,
2: and Dava, Dava is booked against Cody Stamen.
3: That's correct. Another, another uh, two, Mirob, yeah. Barab de uh, So Jade, if you're booking this incredibly stacked band and weight division, so stacked. what are you doing?
4: I agree with you. I was actually going to bring up Dillashaw because I think is he three months? Is it? I can't remember how many months. February. You can him come, come back, back
3: in January. He can come back in January. Yeah.
4: And then obviously Sanhagen, he's got an eye injury apparently. So they're saying 180 days, but I don't know whether mm. that's going to be the case. He's saying. So that fight would be awesome as a return fight. I'd like to see that. Um, Obviously, I'm so glad that Aljo finally got the fight. Bless him, because he's been trying to get that fight for so long. So it's great that it's finally announced that that fight's actually going to go ahead. Obviously, it's great seeing Nathaniel Woods fighting again. He's going to be a huge prospect in the UFC for the UK. So we do have some good fights coming up. It's slowly but surely getting there. So we do have some great fights to look forward to
3: if we so we've talked about this before when Pizza Carroll was here and he was absolutely losing his losing his mind especially being over in Europe was it didn't it drive you crazy that they booked Nathaniel Wood in Rio Rancho like a <laughs> month before the UFC London was happening
4: yeah it was so annoying <laughs> so annoying because as as you guys know I'm always like messaging you guys which i think is why i've got a caffeine addiction is because we're up at 6 go. a.m watching fights dedication for the UK fans <laughs> So, like, fight cards for us, they start, like, 10, 11 o'clock. The main card usually starts between 1 and 3, depending on where it is. Usually 3, it'll start 3 a.m. So, yeah, like, when we get some great UK fighters come through, and then you yeah. have a UK-London card, it was a little bit annoying, especially when he's, yeah. you know, that's where he trains. He's, you know, a London boy. So Yeah,
3: isn't he, he, he walks out with the London flag and everything. So, like, how yeah. are you not going to put him there? Yeah,
4: exactly. Yeah. So, oh well, and but I'm, we've got I'm some. I'm glad great you fights. brought up.
3: I'm glad you brought up the time zone thing because every time I tweet about the annoying times, over here, like oh, I have to go to fights at midnight <laughs> or two in the morning. I know Jade, uh, Zara, who is is obviously on Twitter. She's she's a, a Twitter personality too. Nile, who still owes me a chicken chicken palm, Peachy, uh like, Phil, they all tweet me, and they're like, shut up, man. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, welcome to our life. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever,
4: weekend. man. Every weekend. All, and like, always- the
3: five of them.
4: Yeah, and that's what we do for our weekends, because I do always get asked, like, oh, you know, what do you do at the weekend? I'm like, I'm up at five in the morning, like, watching fights. That's what I'm doing, in my PJs with a cup of tea. So, yeah, that's my weekend.
2: <laughs> How do you drink your morning I tea? Like morning fights. Yeah, How I do I have my tea? tea? Yeah.
4: So you put the because this is what I saw some someone like doing it all wrong and it really stressed me out. So you put (laughs) the water in the tea bags in, you put the hot water in, and then you put the milk in, and then you take the tea bag out. No sugar, but if it's coffee, I will have two sugars. So usually when we get to about three a.m. is when the coffee comes out, and then I'll start having like coffee to keep me going. But yeah, that is the correct way we have in English too.
2: So you do, so you put the cream in with the bag still in it. Just the. Uh...
4: Yeah. So, so you, so I have semi skim milk. So you put, obviously, you boil a kettle. You've already got the tea bag in the cup. Pour it in. Some people like to let it through for like five minutes. I don't tend to do that. Um, and then you pour, obviously, a dash of milk in. And then, obviously, you know, then you take the tea bag out. No sugar.
3: I can honestly say I don't think I've ever had. I don't know. I know I've never had a proper English tea. I just drink my coffee straight black. Uh, I don't know where Casey went. Casey, where did you go? Casey, what happened?
4: Offended at my tea.
3: Yeah. Just. (laughs) Ungodly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
2: Fazik was barking at the uh, neighbors, so I had to go get the dog.
3: Do we uh do we have any more questions, Casey? Because we- one Jay's just came in specifically for Jade. Oh
2: Which the one? uh yeah um you just yeah you can just read that one, read that question
3: yeah, it. yeah. Hashtag the A side question for Jade Morris or at Jade Morris MMA. What is the biggest upcoming KSW card slash fight that can't be missed? Thanks to you, Casey and Jose. Good show. Are there scheduled KSW fights happening right now? I know they just had the card, but I don't know if there's I don't know off the top of my head if they have any presently announced
4: yeah i'm just gonna have a quick look because i don't know what the next one is actually i'm not 100 percent sure I n-
3: yeah so I, don't know the, w- I don't know i don't know Yeah, uh, they just had the one yeah 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 i hate ksw i have to wake
2: up at five in the morning to watch the fight
4: don't even <laughs> don't even I'm so
2: tired I gotta get my I gotta get my tea and my biscuit and the cream and the I don't know (laughs) I don't mind waking up oh
4: we have we have KSW 56 oh I've yeah I've just remembered now and it's Roberto Soldich so yes that is a good fight to watch um when is that oh the Croatian guy yeah the Croatian
3: guy yeah he's good
4: He's incredible. So he's been on all the cards that I've been on. Let's I can't actually see the fight cards of that one.
2: Does KSW, do they have fights outside of Poland or just all over Europe?
4: Um, yeah, so they have around, I think it's around six fights a year or something. Um, and they do like one or two in London. Okay. Um,
3: cool. I I know they've yeah. done one in Croatia. I know they've done one in yeah. Dublin. But well, other than that, it's usually Poland and England. And then remember, we interviewed Martin Casey. I think it was UFC 239 Fight Week. And he had laid out this big plan of he wanted to do some cross-promotion stuff with Bellator. He wanted at the time, he wanted Ryan Bader to fight Phil DeFreeze, which I was about. And I know he wanted Chandler to fight Gamrot. And I was like, and now they're both in the UFC. <laughs> shockingly enough uh he wanted to do some stuff with ryzen 2 which uh, which would have been awesome and then he wanted to go bring ksw to chicago in america because there's a big polish scene he basically wanted to test it he wanted to co-promote a show in chicago uh with bellator to see if it would succeed uh but of course the pandemic hit, and i don't know how far along they got because he said i said what (laughs) i was like what's the big hold up and he said money and i go yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah
4: Although so, uh, it is huge because every time I've covered the KSW event, it is packed out, like fully packed out. Like they, in Poland, you know, they love their MMA and I'm just having a look. So it doesn't say who Roberta Solvich is fighting. Uh, Thomas Narkon, he's fighting. Yeah. So the, the fight card hasn't like officially been announced yet from what I can see, but that's the right. next one. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Thomas Nar- Solic, yeah, he is a fighter to watch in KSW.
3: I am looking his 17 and three. There's a bunch of wins already in KSW. Has won and mm-hmm. lost the KSW champ. Has the w- ha- he's the t- the guy that beat Drickus TK. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. He's one on one against Drickus. And I forgot about that. Yeah. So if he h- ever hops over to the UFC, that trilogy fight is sitting right there. Well, it is welterweight, and I saw Drickus. Uh, after his fight and I'm like how the hell do you make did you ever make welterweight he is massive yeah massive
4: but
3: massive, then again
4: massive. everyone looks massive next to me so when i do interviews <laughs> i have to wear like heels like this to like, sure like naevina no, is my pain we're both we're both around the <laughs> oh, same height oh yes
2: she
4: does <laughs> so we're <laughs> always joking about our height
2: so i've been i've been i've been in the arena for Ryzen shows and the live event the live event is just spectacular. I've never been to a KSW. You have. Tell me what it is like to be in the arena for their all their theatrics and lights and show that they have in Poland for those shows.
4: It is the coolest thing I have ever seen. So I was stood by the stage when. So what they obviously do is they bring them all up on the stage, and then you see all like the fire going up. And, so they do the opening was,
2: ceremonies and things like that. Like and like. Yeah. yeah okay.
4: They do like the full thing. And I just remember saying, "They go, what is this? This is insane." So it was my very first one, and I'd obviously never seen it before, and I was like, this is so cool. Um, so I got introduced to it, and now like I just love that promotion, and it was packed out. Like everyone was beside themselves, and it was really knowledgeable fans as well. Like they really like. So like when it went to the ground, there wasn't as much booing. It was just people seemed to get what was going on, and the fights were insane. There were some terrifying knockouts that I'd seen as well. Um, so, I've done it when Phil DeFries was fighting, uh, Roberta Soldich, Dreyfus Duper C. So, I was watching all these guys, and the fights were just such high level, uh, which is why KSW is just so popular in Poland. Obviously, it's Paul's promotion, but it's so popular because the fights they put on and the quality of the promotion is just incredible.
3: Awesome. And they've produced what? John Blachowicz, Gamrov, of course. Mm-hmm. I assume Tabura fought there. He's another Polish fighter. Joanna uh, Karolina Kovalevich. So uh, for all these people that so are like, oh, not in the UFC, they're not good. Like, man, some of the best fighters in the world. And the, like I, Casey shakes his head because the argument is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, uh, like, we're about like Michael Chandler hops in and people are like, oh, it's B-League. I'm like, or Patricio Pitbull is just an unbelievable fighter yeah. and knocked him out. Like, just because Michael Chandler lost to pitbull is nothing yeah. to shake your head at.
2: I, I, I still can't get... I will get say, out. looking... Go ahead. And I still can't get out of my head when James Vick fought Justin Gaethje, and James Vick's all like, "Whatever, you fought in the minor leagues. Whatever, this is the big, the big boys fight here, Homer." You know, I was like, "Oh, don't say that, man. You are good. don't don't say that, James Vick." <laughs>
3: started to get smashed, and it's like uh, the, looking back on it, the two losses to Will Brooks are a little weird for Michael Chandler considering we saw how Mike, uh, Will Brooks' career kind of played out after that, but. Uh, he lost fair and square both times. Yeah. Uh, still weird. It's still weird to to think that he has two losses to Will Brooks and Bellator. Yeah. Uh, and then I think Will Brooks beat Ross Pearson and then that's it yeah. for the UFC. Will Brooks is pro- probably
2: on that unfortunate list of uh uh kind of biggest fl- free agent flameouts, I guess, in the UFC. Guys came over super high expectations and uh, yeah, just didn't show up. Um I put him up there on that list of like guys like Hatsu Yoki, guys I thought would, were going to be fighting. Yeah, Lombard, guys I thought were going to be fighting for the title. Well, Lombard, I wasn't as high as a believer in him, but obviously the UFC was because they paid him the money. But uh, guys, um, I, I
3: thought Lombard would have been great at welterweight, but then once they got rid of the IV, he couldn't make welterweight oh, okay. anymore.
2: Was that? Oh yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Um, so we're he
3: whoops Jake Shields at welterweight.
2: Yeah, we're a little over time. Is yeah, that so, what you're saying, Casey? yeah, we're Yeah, we're we're about the hour mark, so we got lots of more questions. So we're gonna do rapid fire. Rapid fire.
3: So basically Hatsuki, he said Hatsukiyoki. I haven't thought about that name in a long
2: time. Dude, that guy was like Korean zombie was like the third best featherweight in Sengoku at the time. And yeah. like and I think it yeah. was Marlon Sandro and Hioki were like kind of the, the premier ones. And zombie was kind of in the middle, you know, as far as like the name value over there. But yeah, yeah. Do, do. Oh, well. All right. Uh, Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Oh, we can't read that. Can't. Hold on. Let me blow, can't maybe blow
3: that. that up. Something about Tatiana Suarez. Yeah. Tatiana Suarez was taking out of the ranking, but Nina wasn't. Do you think this sets a bad example? Also, uh, Need said, she, I think Nina said she was coming back at flyweight. seems like Dan is playing favorites because he loves Amanda so much. What are your thoughts? So, Jade, what are your thoughts on Tatiana Suarez being taken out of the rankings after a long layoff? Given that she has the win over Nina and Nina is still in the rankings, yeah,
4: I've, I don't, I don't know to be, I don't know enough about. I'm just trying to remember when did this happen.
3: UFC, I'm so just they, she remember. just got taken out of the rankings very recently, but both of their last fights are UFC 238, uh, which was June 2019. Yeah. I personally think it's just because uh, Tatiana has that really bad neck injury, uh, and she mm. doesn't know when she's going to come back. While Nina, who just gave birth, I think has told Dana, like, once I get back in shape, I will be ready to go. I think there's just a more up. We don't know. There's so much mystery around Tatiana's neck injury that she could be out for another year and a half and Nina is already working to get back. So I think that's the answer.
4: the problem is as well, and firsthand I've had some neck injuries from jujitsu and mine still hurts. I'm, I'm still in physio now after three years. And that's how long it can take you out for. I mean, Rosemary Units, I was shocked at how quickly she came back, to be honest, because yeah. she had a very bad neck injury. Um, so yeah, I can't, it's hard, isn't it? Like you can say, well, that's a bit unfair. but At the same time, if Nina, she has a set date that she's come back. I don't know. It's it's hard because it's you don't really know what is going on behind closed doors. What's been said in terms of how long she could be back so she could have been told you might not be able to fight for a few years you just don't know so i don't know it's a hard one
3: it's an unfortunate situation because i personally think tatiana is the best uh straw weight in the world when she's healthy
2: rankings Mm -hmm. are fake
3: yes they are (laughs) what What's to do with Dillashaw upon his return? His suspension is up less than three months. Does he give me a title shot or should he fight number contender, flyweight flyaway or bantui? Well, definitely not fly away, considering that's what caused this old chaos, because he took the EPO trying to get down to flyaway. But I thought, I think me, uh, me, Jade, and Casey all agree, the Sanhagen fight's an awesome fight to make, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah,
3: I think yeah. that's what we're all in agreement and, on. And I think the timeline's about right for that, too. So yeah. I agree, 100%. Because mm-hmm. if he beats Corey, then give him a title shot and no one can complain. But yeah. they still will. <laughs> A few more questions off the uh, YouTube Uh, chat. Tristan Gordett, Michael Chandler talked about wanting to fight Tony Ferguson, but he said that Ferguson turned the fight down. If that fight doesn't happen, what do you think about Chandler versus Hooker? I love it. Jade, what do you think?
4: Yeah, that would be an awesome fight. I... Yeah, I just want to see Mike Chandler again next. I think isn't he? He's already at Fire Island, isn't he? He's like going to be the replacement for.
3: the I don't think he's here. I don't know if he's here yet, but he'll be on standby in case something happens.
4: Yes, in case something happens with Gachi and uh, Nemkovmazov. But yeah, it would have been great to see him fight Tony Ferguson. I think that would have been such a good fight. Um, but yeah, seeing him against Booker would be great as well. I think that would be quite a fun fight.
2: Yeah, I think Chandler versus any top. Five, top seven top eight guy that's that's all it that matters i agree that's all we want to see
4: yeah
2: I, I mean as much as i want to see chandler in the ufc cage the makachev fight just didn't do it for me even though mm-hmm. i know people are talking about islam makachev i just i just don't see that as like his first fight i get it
3: i get why people wanted it just because he's training partners with habib Even if he beats his training partner that can set this plant the seeds and this and that but i don't think the ufc would have done that anyway Anyway, Uh, yeah, Chandler Hooker or Chandler Felder is who I want. Yep. Mm -hmm. How do you see Dern versus Jandaroba going? Man, I haven't even begun to think about this. So, of course, Mackenzie Dern is fighting Jandaroba, who is – they're two of the absolute best jiu-jitsu practitioners, not just in the female strawweight division, but in all the UFC. Casey, you got all hyped up. What do you think about this scrap?
2: Uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, I think this is – I think – I'm – I love to be wrong, but I'm I'm shocked that the UFC booked this fight. I'm shocked that Mackenzie I Dern know. agreed to this fight because I think Jan Geroba is just a better all-around mixed martial artist. Maybe in pure jiu-jitsu maybe Dern might win, but I think Jan Roba is actually I think she's the dark horse in the strawweight hey, division. Hey. I I would not be surprised if we see Jan Jaroba by the end of 2021 fighting for the UFC title. I don't know if she'll be, I don't know if she'll win, but I just think she's spectacular and um yeah. But, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Janderoba. Jade,
3: are you in agreement?
4: I agree. And I just think we haven't seen someone who can challenge, uh, Mackenzie on the ground. So that'd be really interesting to see. Um, and I think she, I think Mackenzie then like, she's, she's gaining, gaining a lot of momentum now. So I think this fight will be really good for her as well. And if she wins, she's going to prove such a big point. So I think, you know, this is a great fight for both of them. For
3: sure. Yeah, I know rankings are silly, but I'm pretty sure they're 13-14 in the rankings, so it would Mm -hmm. make sense on paper. I also, I love this scrap.
4: Yeah.
3: With Kayla Harrison possibly leaving PFL after her latest lawsuit against him. You guys think she goes over to Bellator? Doesn't she fight at 155, Casey?
2: She fights 155, but I'm pretty confident with uh, a little strength. Yeah, she's... She's she's a big woman, but I don't think I don't think I don't really don't look at her and see and think forty five is out of the question for her. I think just because I agree, um, I think just because she had opportunity at fifty five, why not? But um, obviously, uh, if 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 the PFL thing just dissolves, Bellator, yeah, ho- please sign Kayla Harrison and um, UFC. Just get rid of your forty-five division. Put all the ladies in Bellator, and let's, let's, let's get just just get them all in one group. <laughs> that's, that's all I want to see.
3: I don't care. I don't care where they where it is. But Kayla Harrison versus Cyborg is an awesome scrap. Yeah. But on the flip side, Kayla Harrison versus Man in Nunes is also an awesome. Scrap. Yeah, both. One. Yeah, either uh, one. Both of them. Either one. Ooh.
2: You know, you know, you know, it's an I'm awesome scared. scrap.
3: You know, it's an awesome scrap. Cyborg versus Nunes too. <laughs> Imagine if they were still, if they were on the same promotion, Casey.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's going to haunt me forever. All right, a couple more I go. would like
4: to see that rematch though. That would have been so yes. good. Oh, I, man, was, nice. I was shocked. I didn't expect it to be that dominant. I really thought, you well, know.
2: I'm sorry, you Oh
4: <laughs> on. It, I, I was just say. I just, I really thought it was going to, you know, she was going to be challenged a lot more than that. I thought it was going to be a real back and forth. So I was quite, yeah, yeah I was quite surprised.
3: See, but, I, oh, look. I, yeah, I I I actually took did that Jeremy did that article where he asked all the Brazilian fighters and like 90% of them picked Cyborg to win.
2: Really. No. I, wow. yeah, was good.
3: I don't see it. I, I th- actually I thought
2: um, the Cyborg's opponent Glyncao she talked about that fight um, Cyborg versus Nunes, and I thought she said something which I believe too. Um, cuz you said that fight was dominant and it was dominant since that it ended quickly but it was because of the way Cyborg chose to fight. It's like basically she made it a coin mm-hmm. flip fight. You know, and and I and I really believe that if they would have done a full on trilogy, like they, it could have been as exciting as uh, DC versus Stipe. If you just go in the first okay. fight, you would think, oh, DC is going to beat Stipe ninety nine of a hundred times. That look, Stipe, that was that was a dominant victory. This is MMA. We talked about it earlier, one mistake, and Cyborg made that one strategic mistake. Is like, oh, you punch me, I'm gonna punch you back harder. And to me, that was the only way Cyborg was gonna lose in that fashion. Was the that's just let's just throw hooks in the Look, h- hooks
3: in the yeah. pocket, yeah. Look at like Kane JDS is the same thing, yeah. Like it's it's these fights that mm. it's it's yeah. Like Kane gets destroyed in the first fight and then just beats the soul out of JDS in two and three. So yeah, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah,
2: and, and, and I'm, not I'm not wrong. suggesting Cyborg rolls through Amanda Nunes in a rematch. I just think they're such high level fighters that um you throw that you you run you run that one back. That's all. For
3: sure. I agree. Do do do. Yeah. Is there any more cases? I know uh, we went a little over time, but we're all we're all friends here.
2: All right. It's just yeah. This, it's just talk about the big news of the day.
3: What was the holdup on Jan Sterling? Well, I think we can all agree that the UFC was probably waiting for the the outcome of Marlon Moraes versus Corey Sanhagen. If Marlon had won pretty spectacularly, they probably would have made the fight make Jan versus. Uh, Marais, since they were had pretty they were supposed to fight in Kazakhstan anyway, and Marlon beat Aldo, so maybe they were waiting for that. But literally, like a couple days after the fight, uh, they announced the fight. We're in agreement, right? Right, Jade, first, we're all in agreement,
4: yeah, no, 100%. But I'm just glad that they finally announced it because you know, you see Sterling literally every day he's pushing for these fights. Um, so it's great to see that he's finally getting that opportunity, like for sure. It's good to
2: see it's finally come to fruition yeah i've uh yeah that's only that that's only that makes sense that there the ufc was waiting for uh to see if marlin beat san hagen and maybe just because they literally already had a contract it's like hey we can save the paperwork we don't have to hire lawyers to make a new contract we have it right here we just got put title fight at the top <laughs> yeah maybe that was, it was simple as that <laughs> um <That's not> <laughs> just trying to save save a little you know administration work but uh yeah san hagen won through those um matchmaking plans out the window and um yeah so we got the fight and i'm super excited and i'm i'm actually i'm very excited the ufc put the 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 ladies above him too that's that's pretty cool but um yeah
3: give them the shine um yeah yay they're gonna fight that yeah finally is that it on questions casey that's it i know we went a little time and that is it for another episode of the a-side live chat here on mafine.com thank you for sticking around thank you uh for joining us 30 minutes late. I know Media Day went a little long, but now that this stream is over, you can go watch all the, the interviews I did at Media Day because they're great. Brian Ortega was awesome. Korean Zombie said Reebok was stupid. Uh, <laughs> Cyril Gan <laughs> didn't show up because his fight is all sudden out. So I think it was all around a pretty good Media Day. It just went a little long. But of course, uh, Jade, I don't know if you know the drill, but the drill is you are the guest of honor. You get to You get the closing remarks to say, plug, comment, talk about whatever you want before we sign off.
4: Oh, wow. The pressure <laughs> The pressure. Um, oh, what can we talk about? My closing comment.
3: Yeah. What are you working on now? Jay? Uh, anything you want. Yeah, anything. You're in a movie, right? Tell us about what movie you're in.
4: Yes. Um, so I was just in a short film, which was a boxing film called Shadow Boxer. Um, and I'm so excited cause it just won the audience, uh, film awards 2020, wow. which was really exciting. Um, so hopefully it will come out soon and you guys can see it. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. And we actually, we filmed it in, it, There was actually like a live boxing fight going on when we did it. So we actually had like a live boxing crowd and literally in the interval, we filmed an entire like short film. And we had like, it was literally like theater. We had to do it at a specific time for when the main card started. So it was, yeah, it was quite uh, crazy to do. But it was like, it just came out so great. And I just can't wait for everyone to see it. So it's very exciting. And we actually have a real boxer in it as well. So he, it was actually based off a true story. And he's called Chris Evangelo. Um, So I won't give too much away. But yeah, he's really, really good in it. So I can't wait for people to see it.
3: Casey, is this the first movie star we've had on the A-side? Ooh, <laughs> movie star. <laughs> I don't know if Big E has been in movies. I don't I don't know if Shane Helms has been in movies. They didn't talk about it. But thank you so much, Jade. I know we will have you back. I know maybe Mike Heck will have you on between the links, and you can challenge the reigning champion, Phoenix Carlo- Car- Carnival, in the future. But for Jose, that is Casey. That is Jade. Uh, You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts. But until next week, we're out. Wear a mask and register to vote. Wear a mask, people.
2: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.